It is our four-year anniversary. It's DTS 208. Some awesome Destiny news. We're talking Steam Stale stuff. And we're talking about the last four years. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. Welcome to the DTS Podcast, everyone. My name is BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I didn't think one bit about it being the four-year anniversary until we literally just recorded the cold open right there. (laughs) My goodness, my man. Two things I got to say. Number one, and for the listeners to hear this, Diddy is an amazing friend. Him and his fiance have been an incredible awesome set of people the last four years and even longer from before then but just i have such a huge sense of appreciation to both of you guys for letting you do the show for being an awesome friend and just for sticking through for four years every single week with dts and then the second thing i want to say is holy cow listeners you guys rock four years of destiny the show and uh it's pretty surreal. So you are appreciated. All right, Diddy, I'm going to cry. <laughs> How are you? How's your week? I'm doing pretty great. Uh, this week is slow, of course. In the U.S., we've got that holiday right in the middle of the week, 4th of July. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Thank you for the kind words at the top of the show. Thank you so much. I mean, every one of them. I mean, I, wouldn't I seriously be here. do. Like I wouldn't every be here week, if man. you uh, didn't ask me to be a part of the show because you needed help because you didn't know about Destiny at all. I mean, I looked at the Wikipedia before I recorded episode one. That counts, right? Yeah, I think that counts. That's the original DTS show notes. Oh, you know, the speculation back then about race stuff and faction stuff and all. I mean, imaginations, imagination ran wild back then. And yeah, like your subclasses, your uh, if you were an exo or an awoken, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you look like. Here, here we are four years later. <laughs> Doesn't mean a whole lot. You're either a robot, somebody who's purple, or a person. So <laughs> I picked purple. I've been purple ever since day one, baby. All purple characters. Nice. That was what my alpha <laughs> character was. Uh, you played Alpha and Beta. I played a woken male. Yeah. And you've been human ever since, right? Yeah. Why? Human female ever since. <laughs> I know that, but like, why human? Uh, they had better hairstyles. I don't know. <laughs> All the hairstyles were the same, so I guess I can't use that. Did we ever meme Destiny 2 for having literally, like, the copy pasta, same cosmetic appearance character builder? <laughs> like, I mean, they, it, I think, didn't they remove a few options as well? Like, there were fewer <sighs> options, I thought. I was blown away. Anyway. <laughs> Today's show is just sort of a celebration. We actually have... It's our moment of triumph. Too soon. They're not having that this year, <laughs> Diddy. Jeez. Too soon. We actually had a great TWAB. In all honesty, yes. reading through the TWAB, we are finally seeing that ball rolling where it's like, okay, the fall giant 2.0 destiny is, I'm air quoting, saved. Like the big change is coming and the TWAB outlines that but before we get there we want to talk about the steam summer sale because we know a lot of our listeners are pc players 
And there's a few games on here people just have to have to play at these prices, right? Yeah, I mean, rip wallets. I mean, you only have a few more days. You have until Thursday, July 5th to get these deals, at least in the U.S., and jump on some of these. They're pretty good. All right, let's jump on it. News! All right, Tibby, what what is your pick for games first? I've got a few. I've got a few here, but uh, I'm interested in hearing what yours are. I mean, for a whole 57% off, you can get the Activision collection off of this <laughs> Steam store for a low, low price of $437.66. How generous of Activision to drop to such a low, affordable price. I mean, you get Gun, the original Call of Duty, Call of Duty, United Offense, Call of Duty 2, Vampire, uh, The Masquerade, Geometry Wars, that's worth $400 in and of itself. And a bunch of others, mainly Call of Duty, for for a steal, I think. 57% off. That's crazy. For real. What is <laughs> what is your recommendation that's not a meme game? Uh, well, I got you into it. Uh, Killing Floor 2, I've talked about it a few times. It's, I think, $12. Yep. It's great. Yeah. For $12, that's value. It's, it's a super fun first-person shooter survival zombie game with a bunch of maps, different bosses different classes, leveling system, slow motion action, consumables, or not consumables, excuse me, I meant uh, uh, cosmetics that you can purchase. Of course, there are microtransactions. It's 2018. The games have to have them. And it's it's just such a fun game. $12, you're going to get 20 hours easy of an enjoyment out of that. If you like wave-based survival stuff, it is fantastic. There's a part of my heart that broke playing it with you and your fiance this week because it's like it knows what it's supposed to be and it delivers on that. And I think back to Prison of Elders and Destiny and I'm like, oh my gosh, if you guys could it's have like, just been more like just a simplistic wave-based survival thing, it's people like, would have been thrilled. It's like the, the Gartner Magic Quadrant of first-person shooters, right? It has more completeness of its vision and it executes very well. I mean, if 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 you're not in, if you're not working full time, you might not know what Gartner is. But there, there you go. Yeah, wh- what just happened? The IQ level <laughs> just jumped thirty points. I'm sitting here like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, it. Uh, I I don't even know exactly what they do, but you know, they take a product, compete all the companies against one another, and see which ones are the best. Okay. Magic, quad- Magic quadrant is what you want to be in. There you go. Deal. Uh, my few games. The Witcher 3 Game of the Year Edition is $20. Yes. Awesome RPG. I, I've been eyeing that. I might get it. If you guys like Dungeons & Dragons, or if you like games that give you stupid amounts of freedom, Divinity Original Sin 2 is one of the greatest games I have ever played, to the point where it's over freaking whelming It's this top-down RPG, and you can literally do almost anything you want diddy every single objective is there's eight different ways to do everything like the very beginning of the game it's not a spoiler you have to escape an island there are 15 different ways to get off this island it seems like and the way i chose i went down to the beach i killed a crocodile the crocodile dropped these gloves of teleportation i teleported my group from these cliffs to these other cliffs that actually teleported me over to a dock and i got in a boat and i left and it was all literally like i wonder if i can move my party over there and that's how the whole game is dude if you can sort of think it you can do it 
So that one's fantastic. And then the final one, Vanquish. It's like seven bucks. This is a game made by Platinum, the people who have created tons of great action games. My most recent favorite, Near Automata. Uh, Vanquish is this third-person action shooter game. Not long, but it's freaking sweet and an awesome PC port. So those are my picks. Also, I'll say, I'm just looking at the list here. Borderlands 2 is $5 mm. worth it. It doesn't have any yeah. of the DLCs. It's just the base game, $5. I'm sure they have bundles there that are on sale as well. And Portal yeah. 2 is $2. There you go. Do that. Great co-op experience. Great story mode. It's a super fun puzzle game. Do that. Dude, dude PC. You're so spoiled. <laughs> so stinking spoiled, man. $2 for some of these things that are like, wow, that's one of the best games I've ever played. Fallout New Vegas is under $4. Oh, my goodness. I haven't bought much this Steam sale. I literally bought one game, and that was Final Fantasy X on PC, and I've been waiting to buy that on a sale for years. Years now. So why don't we transition into probably the best TWAB of 2018 so far? Maybe not that best TWAB, but a really good TWAB of 2018 so far. Bungie's back from E3. We have a new infographic that outlines the events and stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And Diddy, why don't we look at the image and describe it to our listeners who are obviously playing like radio theater right now. We've got Bungie Day coming up on 7-7. For maybe somebody who's new to the Destiny universe, Bungie Day uh, is, is basically this celebration of Bungie as a company. They used to, during the Halo days, hop into the playlists and you could match Bungie employees. And if you beat them and got... got uh, if you staked them right, which was like a 25-point difference, I'm trying to remember. Uh, a stake is beating uh, in team game 50 to 30. Okay. Yeah, and if you staked them, wouldn't they send you something or they'd buy you a steak dinner or something like that? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I matched them during the reach days, and I beat a squad, but we did not stake them. I remember that. That was like the early days of my YouTube channel. I was very excited for Bungie Day back then. <laughs> and then Guardian Con is coming up July 13th through the 14th. Are you surprised to see them throwing Guardian Con actually on to the branding here no i mean guardian con originated with destiny they want to support that uh charity stream or charity event i should say and there there you go uh, you, guardian you con has of course expanded to other games so there's going to be mm -hmm. warframe realm royale all other developers there supporting this really great cause for uh, st jude yeah i was i was going to make a joke about i think uh I think Bungie might be getting a little jealous. They see Warframe <laughs> cozying up with Guardian Con. Warframe's going to have a pretty big presence at Guardian Con, mind you guys. And That's awesome. It's an amazing event. If you guys can support the Guardian Con stream leading up to it, um, and of course, if you are anywhere in the area and can go, I've heard Guardian Con is amazing. We've had listeners go before. I would love to go at some point, and it's just incredible to see how that event has grown. The people behind it are fantastic, some really big pillars within the Destiny community and beyond. And it is growing into one of the biggest gaming events each year. So I'm very, very interested to watch what's going to happen this year as they expand out into different games and different communities even further than they did last year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Rest of July is the stuff that you can expect. Uh, you have update 123 coming on July 17th. We talked a little bit about that in last week's show. And then you have supremacy and doubles and faction rallies. But Diddy, what is coming at the end of the month? Solstice of Heroes. So speculate. The summer event. Solstice of Heroes. Is this our memories, our triumphs? What is this? I don't know. I think 
I don't know. What, <laughs> that's a really great question. I, I we have no idea what this. The the title is not does not shed any light as to what the event could possibly be. I mean, hopefully it is triumph because it is you know the solstice of heroes, right? And uh, who are the heroes in the Destiny universe? Well, we are because we've killed a few gods and protected the the city. You know, I think we're doing a pretty good job. It's a five week event, so. Oh, well, I don't know if it's five weeks. Let me let me just rephrase that. It says it starts July 31st. Five weeks after July 31st, you've got Forsaken releasing. So I'm curious to see if this is just a little PvP event. If this is, an, I don't know, a Triumphs kind of event, which I don't, I don't think so, man. That doesn't seem like enough time for you to, like, complete all the little nodes and get your t-shirt like we have in the past, right? Well, I mean, it's going to be, well, the, the Age of Triumphs, right, with that whole summer of activities that was uh, ramping up destiny one as a whole Mm -hmm. and we have a a little a few more months right Mm -hmm. and this is i don't know wrapping up destiny two in a nice little bow and then forsaken comes out i think i think that's enough time five weeks to get some stuff done i don't know We'll, we'll wait and see i'd be interested in hearing what our listeners have to say in our discord discord.me slash destiny the show Update 123 is coming on July 17th, and it's pretty sweet. So in the Crucible, Diddy, we're going to 6v6 across the board. It's happening pre-Forsaken. I know a lot of people are very excited about this. Some people who are like, well, they should still have fours and sixes (laughs) as an option. I landed the camp of I'm very excited it's going to sixes. And I don't think, that, at least on PC, the population is big enough to support having a fours playlist and a sixes playlist. And we're talking about quick play currently. So, yeah, your thoughts? I, I think I think this is a great move. Um, yeah, this is the way it should go. And I agree with you. If they're not keeping four v fours in it, which it looks like they're not, then it's definitely a playlist population uh, discussion that they've had internally. Yep. They probably don't want to, you know, segment that pvp community even further by you know having if you have just a random number if you have five thousand players right and a thousand of them like to play 4v4 and four thousand like to play 6v6 well yeah that's majority so let's do 6v6 and then not have slower matchmaking times you know it's it's something they're going to have to cater to the masses and not to the community as a whole i don't know I talked to Sassy a lot, and Sassy's been on the competitive grind continually. Um, he, he plays at a very high level with really high-level people day in, day out. And there's not a ton of people on PC grinding comp at the super high end. There are some awesome players, but mind you, it's it's not overflowing. And so any choices that you make, you have to be very careful here regarding that population. So they're removing supremacy from quick play altogether, which is like, I don't know about you, but I, I'm like, okay. Cool. They got the message, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're moving it to that uh, rotational playlist. Uh, and then in regards to Rumble, it's going to be a full-time playlist. Like you said, nice. Supremacy will be like on the weekly featured rotation. For the Crucible rank side of things, players will be able to earn Valor rank from additional playlists, competitive Crucible Labs, Iron Banner, Trials of the Nine. That is fantastic, and that is something we have talked about from the very inception of Valor ranks in the game. It makes That's the most awesome. sense. It makes the most sense. It's that global rank. <laughs> How much Destiny PvP do you play? There you it, go. It, it literally is like we just went back to Halo 3. <laughs> Reach. <laughs> no, 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 back, you, you know, you have your social. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I, yeah. I guess you're right. You're you're more right with that. Fine, Captain. I made a ranking <laughs> video for a Halo ranking system that was what thirty minutes long. It was it was about 18, 15 or eighteen minutes long, where I detailed the ideal Halo ranking system, and Halo Five has something pretty dang close to that. <laughs> Minus the whole. Never mind. I can't get. It. I've been talking to the Halo players about it. Uh, Menke, who was my hero for forever, the guy who designed the StarCraft II ladder system. Right. They made a really controversial change like six months ago with Halo's ranking stuff, and oh, really? I do not agree with it. Hmm. So, moving along right here. Joining a game in progress will protect your Valor win streak for that game. If you lose, no penalties incurred to your Valor win streak. If you win, Valor win streak increases. Could all games, Perfect. Could all games do this, please? Yeah, I love it. That makes sense. Yeah, joining in progress should not have done that in the first place, and I'm glad they're correcting it. Yep. Big one. Players will be matched using their glory rank. This means your opponents will be of a similar rank to you. The higher you climb, the tougher the opponent. You mean As the rank you in... earn is the yeah. one you're matched against? Yeah. Wow. I know. That, what a concept. Oof. Right, it's good. Geniuses. Up until this point, it's your hidden uh, <laughs> SBMM that's behind your name. Like basically, you're basically your hidden ELO. So you could literally be playing at like 200 glory. And if you have a super high SBMM rank behind your, like the hidden one, you could be matching guys with 3K glory or whatever, and you're just starting. You're like, um, doesn't make much sense. That's that's the controversial change they did with Halo 5, dude, is you now uh, have, yeah. like, <laughs> Snipedown tweeted about it today over to Joshua Menke. He's like, hi, I'm in plat right now. Why am I matching teams of champions? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> well, okay then, even if you are Snipedown. Uh, glory loss streaks will be retuned to be less punishing over time. Consecutive losses will decrease the rank points lost instead of increasing, and streaks will still cap out at five. All rank streaks will no longer reset once they hit their cap. Cool. Sweet. All right. Those are all now, really now great raids. changes. Those You're are all excited for raids. Yeah. Ra raids are happening. They're, they're happening, finally. The prestige modes for the layers, correct? That's the main thing that they're they're targeting and talking about here yep update one two three is launching prestige for both spire of stars and eater of worlds finally so you have a few weeks before forsaken to do those and 400 power weapons 400 light power weapons are happening or not sorry 400 power weapons I read it as power weapons, like the heavy slot. I, I, I knew what you were yeah. thinking. It's just we played too much D1. I still think yeah. light. They can say power all they want. I liked light better. Yeah. So that's what I meant. Max level until Forsaken, which is 600. There you go. Available for you to get. 600? You mean 400? You I meant 600, 600 for Forsaken. Uh, 400 for oh, prestige okay, okay. layer until then. Yeah. That made sense. Uh, each prestige raid layer will have its own set of unique armor ornaments, and nice. both raid layers will have a masterworks catalyst that can be found only as a rare drop within the activity. And this is the curated raidy thing that they talked about a long time ago. Daniel Lockenpah, I think, was the guy who brought that update. This Lockenpah. one is what Joe... <laughs> I think the senior raid designer, Joe Blackburn, talking about it. So essentially, these curated raids are going to have curated weapon loadouts uh, that are based on weapon archetypes. So over the summer, you might see combinations that require you to equip auto rifle, submachine gun, and sniper rifle, or scout rifle, hand cannon, rocket launchers. Loadouts are not locked inside the prestige raid layer. 
You can bring tons of different guns into a raid layer and swap between them at will as long as the gun meets the required curation. Uh, we are shipping three activity modifiers that the raid layers rotate between. Two of these modifiers are brand new and were built from the ground up by the raid team to work in raids. The third is a fan favorite from Destiny 2, Prism. Each of these modifiers is designed to provide guardians with advantages over their enemies when they lean into it. The goal of using these modifiers and loadouts is to change the way you engage with the prestige raid every single week. First week, the modifier and weapon loadout might synergize really well with strategies and armor exotics you've been using for months. Next week, modifier and weapon loadout might push you to explore the encounter in a different way and use different exotic armors. Uh, this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome. Yeah, I 100% agreed. I mean, it's uh, some are going to be comfortable, like they said, and some are going to be like, why am I using a sidearm against the boss? And yeah. uh, why do I have to use a grenade launcher? That's not the colony. Uh, what the heck, you know? Do you remember challenges in, in D1 rating? Yes. This is what it should have been all along. Don't you feel? You mean the, the curated loadout should have been included in the challenges in D1? I, I, that's what I'm saying is this is probably more refined vision of what challenges should have ultimately been. Like challenges in D1 were just not, you didn't really have to do a whole lot to change the way you played the encounter out. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And it, I it think this to me feels more like a raid challenge system. Yeah, more refined, like you said. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I wish this was a, a thing in D1, to be honest with you, because you and I raided a lot in Destiny 1, far more than we raid in Destiny 2. It's awesome to, to see. And as a system moving forward, this may entice me to try and get back into raiding and finding a crew to raid with. As it stands now, I'm sort of just a PvP guy. And these are these are really cool changes, though, for the most part, right? You know what I would really like to see moving forward? I'm looking towards the future, like after Forsaken. Forsaken is changing the weapon slots, right? I would love yes. to see a curated prestige raid or lair that requires three shotguns because they're marketing that so hard. Because, <laughs> because then hopefully the boss that requires that encounter wouldn't push you away with a one hit death stomp you know like you can mm -hmm. actually do like a melee boss or something that requires you to use three shock I think that would be actually be pretty cool difficult but cool so they talked then about collections and this will wrap up the twab essentially uh, collections when it comes to forsaken are going to be really really improved so essentially what items from year one inventory will collections track Collections include any weapon, armor piece, ghost, ship, sparrow, emblem, or shader available in year one of Destiny 2. And they seem to really be working towards the collector with this idea of collections, correct? Yes. And are you the kind of person who, I guess it takes a special kind of player, but there really are completionists when it comes to Destiny, who want all the stuff and want to see in a very clean UI way what they're missing, what they need, that kind of a thing. I'm pretty curious to see if they can show what activities this weapon drops from, right? If you highlight yeah. over it in your collection, you're like, where can I get this? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Exactly. Yep. I, I think that would be ideal because one, I mean, yeah, it takes out the mystery of the random drop, right? You know, if in your, in Destiny said, oh, the best way to get the Gellarhorn was to play PvP or something like that. And then you're like, okay. Now I know what I need to do to go get it. And, but it removes that mystery. Mm -hmm. I like knowing how to get certain things. Even if it's 
you need to play for 18 hours straight to get this thing. And then at the very end of that 18 hours, you need to do this one specific thing unless you have to do it all over again. Okay, that's fine. I know how to do it. It's a goal that I can set when I take PTO off work or over a weekend or something, you know? The last thing to think about when it comes to collections is you're going to be able to pull out those year one items, no problem, right? It will cost some yes. kind of currency to pull it out. Legendary but they're introducing, shards, probably. Mm -hmm, and I think they talked a little bit about it in there, but essentially with year two, they have random perk rolls coming back into the game. So they had to make the decision to disable purchase of all year two randomly rolled legendary weapons and armor out of your collection. And they're looking for a longer term solution. So essentially, they can't give us a whole lot more inventory space and we're about to get an entire another year worth of stuff. You're going to be able to dismantle a lot of your year one gear because the collection will have it tracked and you can pull it out of there no problem. When it comes to the year two stuff, since they don't quite know how to handle it, I mean, imagine Diddy, I could just pull out however many year two of X gun I want and get a different roll every time. That completely breaks the whole random roll system, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like re-rolling, right? Yeah. It's exactly like re-rolling. Sorry, I just hit my water ball on the desk. <laughs> I mean, they either do that where it's a re-roll every single time, which, you know, take it or leave it, or it's a static roll whenever you take it out and then you can re-roll it later. I don't know. They might go with that system down the road, but I, th I think for now this is sort of like, hey, here's how we're going to clear up the inventory space since we can't give you any more extra memory slots. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's our Megatwop. Uh, ultimately, this is what we're looking at. Uh, update 123 goes live July 17th and really does mark that beginning of that transition, the changing of the guard to the Forsaken stuff this fall. It has been a pretty long time. Destiny 2 feels like it released a very long time ago, and I've had ups and downs with the game. Ultimately, I think Warmind has improved my perception on it quite a bit. But I'm looking forward to tasting what Destiny 2 is actually supposed to be. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna agree with your sentiment that it seems like a very long time ago that Destiny Two launched. It's been, it's been a grind, just to yes. get through to where we are today and where we're going in September. I think, it's made a lot of improvements. Yeah, it took away a lot from where we were a year ago, but they've made some really good improvements, and you know, support them if you want. Get Forsaken. I'm, I'm the. I think it's silly to be, oh, I, don't, I don't know how to phrase it, but I'm, I'm always willing to come back to a game once it's improved. Let's just put it that way. There's been games that... Yeah, when you see a developer has put the time and the effort to respond to the community feedback and to improve the game based on either that community sentiment or just quality of life changes, then yeah. I mean, it's, ultimately, yeah. who plays the game? Duh, the community. Developers play it too, but that's a smaller community than the worldwide gaming community. And if your customers don't like the product, then adapt or die. And they are seeming to adapt, whether it is back to where they were or making improvements on uh, established systems. They're, they're trying to turn the ship around. Well said. All right, man. Four years of DTS. Uh, there are no big announcements. Even though Diddy <laughs> keeps freaking saying there are announcements, we had no big announcements for this show. Other than... Thank you for listening and supporting Destiny the Show for four years. It has been an awesome adventure, and I really do I look forward to Forsaken. I know Diddy does as well. This is going to be, I think we're going to enjoy the next few months. 
So I would yeah. like to announce one announcement. DTS Discord is available. Discord.me slash Destiny the Show for free. Uh, there you go. That's my announcement. I, I literally thought you were going to be like, <laughs> my fiance is pregnant. No. And I was like, no, oh my gosh. She can't give birth to furry babies because puppies are the best. You already have two furry babies. Yeah, and we can't have a third because our apartment complex won't allow it. You have a two dog limit. They're protecting yeah. you. They're I mean, we have a the... less than 800 square foot apartment, so the two is a already wild. too much. <laughs> and you're not cat people, right? No, we can't be because we're both allergic to cats, but I'm allergic to all fur. So mm. that that's the main point. We have poodles, yep. not doodles. And <laughs> I have to make that clarification, man. It, I'm sorry. The doodle community has ruined the poodle <laughs> image. If you're looking at getting a doodle, you want a poodle, just do it. There what is go. a doodle? A doodle is any dog breed mixed with a poodle. So Labradoodle, Golden Doodle, Multi-Poo, which is a Maltese and a mini poodle or a toy poodle. A Multi-Poo? Uh, yeah, a Multi-Poodle. Uh, uh, the Maltese is a little small white dog with Yeah, hair. I know what a Maltese. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a Bernadoodle. There's all this oh crap. You want a poodle, just do it. There you go. <laughs> all right. Where can people find your content, man? Well, they can find my poodle content on Instagram. Flynn underscore and underscore whiskey and uh, twitter.com slash ditty DTS D-I-T-T-Y DTS and youtube.com slash whooshness W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S All the links from today which is just the, the twab and I think yeah is on our website destinytheshow.com <laughs> You can give sale. us a follow on Twitter at Destiny the Show. All we do is tweet when the new show's live. We won't spam your feed with anything else. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at BBK Dragoon. I make YouTube videos and I tend to meme a little bit you on make Twitter YouTube videos? No, not often. Not oh my maybe. gosh. Yeah. Thanks for four years. It's been awesome. And I'm looking forward to the next few months. So, Danny, adios, muchacho. Adios. Adios.